0: Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller time. Hello, world of the internet. My name is Simon Miller and welcome, welcome to the very first... Simon is Pro Wrestling Podcast of 2019. Uh, I took a week off. Didn't plan to do it, but sometimes you just have to. I actually move my chair because you've got this weird angle at the moment. Now, I don't know. I'm going to procrastinate a little bit because the reason we were a little bit late is because there was an issue with... I mean, it's happening right now. If you wonder why my voice is, is stop and starting... Basically, you know, when you stream on live on YouTube, which is what we're doing, you get Oh, it's just kicked in, right? It's just kicked in. So there was a problem, but it's all sorted. I'm not going to explain it. Basically, I clicked go live and it wasn't going live. Blah, 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 blah. It's gone live now, and that is all that is all that matters. But yes, welcome to the first ever Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast in 2019. It's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, before we do start, we know what we do. Thank you to everyone in 2018 who supported the podcast. I'm happy to tell you that more people listened to this stupid podcast in 2018 than they ever did before. Admittedly, we only started in 2016, but that is not the point. <laughs> Statistics and facts make up the world. So that's where I wanted to begin. Uh, A quick shout out to say if you are in the comments, you know, make sure you have a chat, ask questions. uh, You know, just to be completely transparent and honest. If you do a super chat, I will definitely answer those. That's just how the world works. I'm sure you can understand. And I've also realized I didn't tweet this out. It's been a crazy day. It really has. I haven't even done. um a running guy, usually I have like a, my phone in front of me with notes on it, but today has been so nuts, I didn't even get around to doing it, I'm going to move this microphone just a little bit, um, You know, it's alright, it's fine, we can chat for around about an hour and we can catch up on everything that's been going on in the world of pro wrestling and also look forward to two days time when we get the new Wrestle Kingdom 13, it's in Friday, how nuts is that? It's always so weird to me that we get through the Christmas period, we get through New Year and if you're a wrestling fan, you're like, oh, there's the Japanese version of Wrestlemania, <laughs> it's it's pretty nuts, and also if you haven't seen, we've got a gauntlet match this year for the pre-show, which is we're going to talk more about this later. I'm going to talk about other stuff first. We've got a gauntlet, a gauntlet match for the pre-show this year, which usually has been a battle royal, and I quite like those battle royals. I mean they're hit and miss, but there's always something funny. Like the one that Cheeseburg was in the last year or two years ago, really made me laugh. But this year on the pre-show, we're doing a gauntlet match with a bunch of really good tag teams to see who becomes number one contender for the uh, triple threat. Never open weight championship. I'm not good with IWTV belts. The names are too long. But then the opening match on the actual show is abushi versus Will Osprey. which, you know, if you came up to me and you said that was, you thought that was going to be the best match of 2019, I'd be like, yeah, it probably will be. So I am really looking forward to that uh, outside of that, you know what I'm going to do as well, as we go, I'm just going to tweet this out as well, because I said I would start tweeting stuff out, and I forgot the first hurdle, as I want to do, because I'm an idiot, but look, I can do two things at once, I can multitask, I'm just that kind of a guy, uh, but yeah, the first thing I did want to talk about is obviously the reason I imagine, uh, we're well, not that you tuned in for necessarily, but you will have seen the title of this, this is, I take it back, this is actually harder than I thought it was going to be, <laughs> I regret doing it, um, yeah, you know, Literally, at the stroke of midnight, on the 1st of January 2019, it was announced that All Elite Wrestling, AEW, the thing that we have been talking about for ages, is a real thing. It's legit. Cody Rhodes was the only person signed at the time ever since then. Hangman Page has signed, the Young Bucks have signed, uh, and of course Brandy Rhodes has signed, as you as you can imagine. I'm just going to do this now. This is how we roll on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. I mean, it sucks to the people that are listening on audio. They're like, why is Simon... Uh, kind of you know coming and going it's because I'm tweeting this out right now but you know we're a team we're brothers and sisters in arms (laughs) and I forgot because I was running around trying to fix streams of the year live I just pimp out you can come follow me on twitter at simon316 there you go I'd love to have you it's always good to have good numbers makes people happy and I'll show you my phone I've got an ultimate warrior case there you go you've learned stuff about me it's all good come and join the fun oh the their fun my phone wants to say that's not what we want there we go, look, I've done it. It's like an old man tweeting that was... Look, if you follow me, now you'll see it pop up, and you'll be like, that's amazing. But yeah, it's all been announced. AEW is a real thing, and, you know, we still got a long way to go. We don't know what the TV deal situation is going to be. Um... And TV is important. Like, a lot of people have been saying stuff like, well, maybe they can go on streaming servers and stuff like that. But I don't think you can have a barrier to entry with new, with new wrestling. If you genuinely want to make this a shot and turn it into something serious, you need people to just be able to discover it on television and then... And then go from there, really. Like, I mean, I think when Lucha Underground moved to Netflix, I didn't necessarily think it helped Lucha Underground. Uh, And look, it'd be cool to secure some kind of deal on Netflix, because Netflix has a huge fan base, because I'm sure you do yourself. No one is going on Netflix to watch wrestling. People will go on television to watch it. But apparently they have multiple deals, all in, they say, was of such a high-quality bar to TV producers and executives. They're like, we want that on our station, so we'll see what happens. I don't think Cody Rhodes and the young bucks and you know the Elite are going to sign up for something they think is going to be a disaster. They're backed by the Khan family, uh, who have loads of money. They're billionaires. I, mean, I imagine they're richer. Well, they are. They are richer than Vince McMahon. So in terms of if you want to compete about the finances, they actually have the money to compete. And it's not always about money, obviously. You need a bunch of other stuff. But I do think that there is something there... I don't want to go as far as to say that AEW is going to become the new version of WCW in 2019. But I do think that for the first time since WCW died in 2001, we're at a point now, not just with AEW, and we'll get into the rest in a second, where we may be on the verge of getting a new wrestling war. I genuinely think that. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. I still think WWE is untouchable. I mean, they're going to make billions of dollars over the next five years, and that secures them until 2024. But if you get to that point, and AEW is this you know, supported brand that people know and people like, and it's got growing TV numbers, it's doing good merch sales, and it's making money, then it's competition. That's all competition is. I mean, there's competition on different scales, but it still counts. And I think there is something in this. I think it's the reason, if rumors are to be li- to be believed, why, you know, uh, Rhodes, Cody, and, and the Young Bucks did turn down WWE deals, because they can go to WWE whenever. Cody Rhodes has been there. But if... You go there now, and you keep the status quo alive. And if they want to do that, as I said on many videos, that would be completely cool. But you know, in a roundabout way, you are just you're feeding the beast that we're all used to, and that's up to the individuals. However, if they make a company that genuinely turns out to be, you know, this really big deal then you change the wrestling business, and that is going to have a far last a longer-lasting a longer legacy than just heading over to WWE. And I think that's what's exciting. That's what I can't wait to see. And again, of all the people that could have put this together, I think that these are the guys to do it. And I'm intrigued to see what they do. I'm intrigued. Obviously, we get news about Double or Nothing a week yesterday. So it's this Tuesday, the 7th, I believe it is, or the 8th. Uh, apparently, they're doing it in Jacksonville, which is close to where SmackDown is running a taping. Nothing wrong with that. Always good. But, um... Yeah, we we will see what happens. I'm very intrigued. I I am excited about it. I think it could be a big. I I hope it's a big deal because obviously, the more competition there is, the better WWE is going to be for us as fans because they have to be more um, competitive and more creative. And that ties into their whole new era, which also means they have to raise the bar. Wrestlers have more places to work, so that's going to drive finances up. That's always good. And yet, like you know, wrestling, you could argue was not necessarily more fun, but there was a certain spark when wcw was around you know when somebody was breathing down WWE's back and obviously in front for as long as they were it did mean you have to you had to up your game and i never want to see anybody go out of business like all i've seen this week is oh this is the end for impact i don't want impact to die i don't want anybody to die i want everybody to thrive and i'm hoping that all these puzzle pieces going into place allows that to happen because again don't forget in 2019 is the whole year ring of honor is sold out madison square garden okay clearly cody rhodes and the young bucks aren't going to be a part of that we don't think we don't know what the relationships there's going to be again new japan wrestle kingdom 13 i think it's already sold more tickets than was sold completely last year and that is a big deal because in japan a lot of people do walk ups you don't it's not we have a you know quite a heavy pre-order culture over here loads of people walk up to the building on the day to see wrestle kingdom 13 so they could have 50,000 plus in there then there's the likes of Chris Jericho, like he helped New Japan this year, no end. Is he going to sign with AEW? He put up an Instagram post of, you know, I think he went to the Jacksonville Jaguars game, or whatever American sport it was, the Khan Zone. I think they were in the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I don't know if that's the game he went to. The point is there's lots of tick boxes here that you could imagine looking back on in years to come and going, yeah, you know, there's something, there's something to this. I hope there is. That's my, I'm, I'm excited about it. That's the thing. And loads of people want to poo-poo it, and but look, they're doing it, man. And again, it's not always we're going off into different territory here. But it's not always about succeeding or achieving. It's about putting yourself out there to begin with, and that's absolutely what they've done. They're trying to start a new wrestling promotion. That's ballsy. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I want to see, um, yeah, I want to see what they've got on on the table, what the idea is, what the plan, the pay-per-views, TV, you know, roster. How, again, are they allowed to work with New Japan? Is, is there going to be a relationship with Ring of Honor? We don't know. We don't know anything. All we know right now is that we're getting an all-in two known as Double or Nothing, and the All Elite Wrestling, uh, which obviously you, can see, if you haven't seen the logo. It's the thumbnail for this video, is legit. I look forward to it. I really, really, really do. And the, the other thing I'm looking forward to talking about the last two weeks of WWE TV is that I don't think we've seen any huge sweeping changes in on Raw or SmackDown, but I didn't expect to. You know, the Christmas episode bombed in terms of ratings, but of course it did. It was a Christmas episode. And New Year's Day is always going to be a bit controversial because it's New Year's Day. People could, I think if you go look at YouTube numbers across the board, they would have been down because people are doing other things. Um, when I say YouTube numbers, I mean TV numbers as well. <laughs> sums up my brain. Basically, numbers across everything. All forms of entertainment, be it YouTube, TV, whatever, were probably down. But I do think that we have seen enough of a spark to believe in everything that we've been told. Like, Apollo Crews is now featuring more Mustafa stuff for Ali. got drafted over to SmackDown. We keep getting that same NXT advert over and over again, but I am excited to see what they do with all those call-ups. Are they the best call-ups? Not necessarily. But I'm not going to judge them before they get to the main roster, because Lars Sullivan, probably going to get pushed like a monster. W does that very well. Lacey Evans, a strange one, but you never know. It could be like Elias. He didn't smash it in NXT, but as soon as he got to, you know, on the main roster, that's where he was meant to be. It suited his character more. I think uh, Nikki Cross will do fine. She gets it. EC3 could go one of either ways. He uh, seems to divide people, but that could work as well, right? That could be brilliant. And heavy machinery. As long as WWE are going to go out of their way to rehab the tag division, they'll sit in it perfectly. But but we don't know. But I did think the last two weeks of Raw and SmackDown were entertaining. Like Raw this week. We started off with a still cage match between Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. We don't usually see that because usually, you know, we get a long 20-minute promo. That was gone, so that was fun. We started Drew McIntyre's push to the big time, got no problem there. Seth Rollins had a big interaction with Triple H, mentioned Brock Lesnar. You've got to start imagining that he's going to be pushed as the main guy or at least one of the main guys on Raw if you're allowed to mention the Universal Champion and go nose-to-nose with Triple H. So that was done by design, clearly. You know, they could have put anybody else out there. It's much like the whole AJ Styles-Vince thing on SmackDown, I would assume, like a parallel. Um, I can't think what was happened now because I didn't make any notes. My point bit, be- I'll tell you what, I think it- I thought the tag match to end the show was weird. I like Ronda Rousey. I think Natalia has been really good the last couple of weeks. And that match with Ronda versus Natty last week, especially, I thought was great. I just don't like Nia Jackson and Tamina. Now, I understand why they're together because we are getting the women's tag team titles. That was announced on the Christmas Day episode of Raw as Vince McMahon was dressed up as Santa or SmackDown, whichever one it was. And the women's tag team titles are quite interesting because you can see they teamed a bunch of women up, which is smart. But now the rumors are that the women's tag champs are going to be allowed to float from both Raw to SmackDown. I'm 100% behind that. Like, I really, really am. I think if that's what we want to do... But my thing is that you should do that because it makes much more sense... But you, if you're going to do that with the women's tag titles, can't we have some big pay per view where we unify the US and IC and the men's tag team championships and the Universal and the WWE title? Especially because the Universal Championship means nothing these days. That's not WWE's fault. It was just a bunch of a bunch of you know, well, bad circumstances. Like Finn Balor obviously got injured. That sucked. Uh, the whole Kevin Owens thing, I mean the Goldberg Kevin Owens brought Lesnar, you know, trade-off was good, I liked it, but it was everything before and after that, Like, it doesn't really have much of a history because, again, because of a bunch of bad circumstances, so I don't see why, and, and they said it's a new era, right, WWE new era, if we could just have one world championship, one, we'll call it B-tier championship, one set of tag titles, one set of women's tag titles. I think that would make the world of difference. And who wouldn't want to see, let's say AJ Styles, let's say Daniel Bryan. He is. Let's say Daniel Bryan is a WWE champion. Wouldn't you love to see him on Raw having a feud with Seth Rollins, and then go back over to SmackDown have his feud with AJ Styles? Obviously not concurrently. But Daniel Bryan wasn't even on SmackDown this week, apart from you know two seconds where he was backstage looking at the screen. That was it. That's all he does. So it's not like it would not only make the championship make more sense if you are a new viewer and go, okay, that's the one belt, that's the big belt. But it would also, you know, keep superstars fresh, because you don't have to have them on the same show week in, week out. People will miss them. And I, I don't think you you you, you know, the, the argument was always, oh, but what does the other brand do when they're not fighting for the world championship? Well, Raw's done that for three years. So, you know, there has been no big belt on Raw for literally since the Universal's been born. Not for an extended period of time. I think Roman probably had it the most. Maybe Kevin Owens. I'd have to go back and check. But in that sense, it's proven. Oh, I guess you could argue, but ratings went down, but I don't think it was just because of that, so it can be done, I don't know whether it's going to trigger that when the women's titles do come in, I do like that, I think it's weird, if you had asked me 18 months ago, I probably would have said, or even a year, I probably would have said I don't think the landscape can take women's tag team championships, I didn't think the depth was there, but if they're going to go to each show, plus everything that's happened with the women over the last six months, I actually think it makes a lot of sense. And I'd quite like to i quite like to see it. And you've got to imagine that's why teams like Mandy Rose and Sonia DeVille didn't get split up either. Because someone was like, look, we need to have championship. Let's keep them together. But yeah, like I, I have en- I did enjoy WWE this week. I love the fatal five-way match. When um Samoa Joe and Randy Orton teamed up just to whoop everybody's ass. Like, this is brilliant. Um I also was quite intrigued it was Randy Orton that got pinned. Because I think that at WrestleMania, we may be getting AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. So if you want to start the feud at the Royal Rumble, because Randy Orton costs you know, AJ Styles' championship against Daniel Bryan, that works with Daniel Bryan's heel character, it keeps the belt on him, which I think he needs right now, I think it completely justifies his change, and then we can start building to Orton versus uh, Orton versus AJ Styles, which I like to see, as far as I'm aware, we've never seen that feud, I forget which feuds we, we have seen or haven't seen, but I don't think we have seen it, so, you know, th- there's a lot of good there, the whole Samoa Joe thing I don't get, you know, why have him beat Jeff Hardy in a match, I get it because they're feuding, but why can't you just Put Jeff Hardy in You could do it either way. You could put Jeff Hardy in it when the show starts because he technically beat Samoa Joe last week or vice versa. But then you could put Samoa Joe in it because he technically, you know what I mean? Because the whole knees to the face. And obviously the ref throughout the match. So yeah, I think you could do that either way. So I think that's a bit weird. I don't really know where we go with the Jeff Hardy. If we just go back into another match between Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe, now I'd be like, all right, cool. (laughs) But we'll see. Um, And I like the whole John Cena. Becky Lynch stuff as well. You know, John Cena, I think, is going to be on Raw. Then he's going away again. He's not going to be at the Rumble because he's going to film another movie. So it was important that he gave the rub to someone. And obviously, I guess it's because it's built into our systems. And maybe there's a bit of, you know, stereotypical or cliche there as well. But you do assume it would be another guy he would give the rub to. So the fact it was the man, Becky Lynch, I thought was great. Becky Lynch held her own. Uh, the fact that she wanted to fight Andrade, C. and Almas in the mixed tag was hilarious. She pushed John Cena out the ring like it was a John Cena segment, but the spotlight shone on her. And I was a big fan of that. I thought it, um, yeah, I thought I thought it I just I thought it was awesome. I, I, you know, if we are getting all in, because the other rumor as well was obviously that we are now definitely getting Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I mean, those planes will change a hundred times before we get to to April the eighth or whatever it is. But yeah, like I um I just thought it was good. I thought it was a good way to kind of take that character and progress it without doing anything overly too much as we do sort of the Royal Rumble situation, which was the other angle. You know, Carmella, Becky Lynch and Charlotte all went to Triple H and said, we think we deserve a shot at Oscar. Um, and yeah, in you know, overall, it was just, it was decent from top to bottom. The Miz, Shane, McMahon stuff started to win me over even though it was weird, but it did make me chuckle. Uh, in the start, the start with the New Day, I didn't like at first because I thought it felt old and boring, but then by the end again, I thought, you know what, whatever, this is good. So yeah, I thought SmackDown was a really, a really, really decent show, and Raw, Raw too. Raw wasn't bad. I, I, didn't feel like it dragged. Um, I well, that's not true. I didn't like us going back to Baron Corbin versus Elias because that to me feels like a step backwards. And we're told we're getting new matchups and, and everything like that. So that was a bit weird. Um. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see, right? I mean, the Seth runs Bobby Lashley stuff made sense because we are getting. Well, we say that we say we're getting away with automatic rematches, but then I get told on a New Year's skit that we're getting the revival versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable in a tag. But whatever. I'm not going to worry about semantics and little things like that too much because if I did, I'd probably go nuts. But and I also like the fact that Alexa Bliss has got her own talk show. I said this on Ups and Downs. I stand by it. A lot of people said I don't agree. I do think talk shows are a bit done to death. And if we are entering, you know, new era, new zone, I wouldn't necessarily mind not (laughs) doing more talk shows. But she made a good point. We've never had a female-fronted one before. She is very good. If she, excuse me, if she can't wrestle at the moment, I'd rather see her doing something than nothing. So I think there's actually quite logic there to do it. My first guess is going to be Ronda Rousey. But as I'm saying, Monday and Tuesday next week is when we can actually judge what WWE has done when it comes to this whole this whole new wave. Like I think we need to see some proper changes. Then we're on the build to the Royal Rumble. You should expect ratings to go back anyway, so you should expect your audience to be there. And I think we've given them two weeks of you know through quite a difficult time of the year to to get everything together. And I'm cool with that, but we'll see. I'm confident they are going to do it, but we don't know. But I did. I I felt minor changes, and I'm hoping we get some drastic ones in in, in a few days time. And you've got to imagine that all the NXT guys will. Start debuting from Monday. Again, just to get through this period and we start 2019 with the bank. Or at least that is what I'm hoping. Uh, we will see. We will see. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about resting. I really am. I'm just going to get my phone again because I'm going to get the new Japan card up. We'll talk about that quickly. Again, if you want a more in depth version of these, just head on over to uh, What Culture Right Now. My predictions are up where we get into the nitty gritty. This will just be a quick one. Oh, well, not a quick one. We'll go through it. But I did want to talk about it again because we uh, we're not going to return to another podcast until. Uh, well, New Japan-wise, be next week. Next week, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll go through the card, but I do think it's going to be good. And I said to a few people, if you've ever thought about jumping on the Wrestle Kingdom, the Wrestle Kingdom, the New Japan bandwagon, this is probably a good time to do it because the card is pretty stacked and given everything that's going to happen with all elite wrestling, you've got to imagine there's going to be some, you know, wrestlers in flux and moving around so you can actually start to work out who's a top guy, who's not a top guy. Um, So yeah, you can watch it on New Japan World. Not the easiest site to navigate, but it can be done. I think it's it about the same as the network. It costs about £10 a month. The only thing with New Japan World is it doesn't work like WWE. So as soon as you sign up, you have access. But as soon as you cancel, you do not have access anymore. So you're basically... If you just want to watch Wrestle Kingdom 13, you're paying 10 quid to watch Wrestle Kingdom 13. That's pretty good. You know, it's a pay-per-view. We're going gone for about five hours, as Wrestle Kingdom things do. So, uh, yes... And that, that's pretty much it, right? I mean, that's WWE. That's everything that's been going down. I wish you talk about AJ Styles slapping Vince McMahon. I enjoyed that too because I think it's just, you know, if you're working with Vince McMahon, he must see something in you. And we've now had two back-to-back skits with AJ and Vince McMahon. And again, how hilarious is that given, you know, five, six years ago, AJ Styles never even making it to WWE. Now he seems to be one of Vince's boys. I mean, the segment was weird in the sense that Vince just yelled at him and then slapped him and, I mean, he hit him probably hard back, AJ Styles, and then kind of squatted over him, <laughs> which made me laugh. But it, I like it. I think it's going to build to somewhere. And any, again, anytime you're affiliated with Vince McMahon, and I have enjoyed seeing Vince McMahon back on TV. I'm not saying it's the best thing to do long term, but over the last few weeks, I've been happy to see Vince McMahon back on my television screen. You can say whatever you want, I'm an idiot. Uh, but it's true. Someone just mentioned as well, as we are about to talk about this, the real, of course, the other question is now, who's going to sign with WWE? We're in contract season. Uh, does Kenny Omega sign? I saw something earlier today, and like, you can, I can make up a rumor now. It's not hard to make up wrestling rumors in this day and age, but somebody's out there reporting that Kenny Omega was offered $3.5 million a year by WWE, which is an absolutely crazy offer. I'm not saying Kenny Omega doesn't deserve it. He absolutely does, but that's still a hell of a lot of money, like a hell of a lot of money. So, who knows what the landscape is going to be, but I'm excited about it. I think 2019. I really, I got this feeling that we're going to get more WWE versus WCW stuff, and that was the best. That was the best. Like it was a real edge and a real grittiness and a real, just like yeah, aggression to everything. You never really know what's going to happen. I want to get back to the point. It wouldn't happen anymore because social media and the internet has changed everything. But I want to get to that point where I'm clicking, and I want to view everything. That's what I want to get back to because. I just think it would be fun, and I also want to see what we're going to do with the Miz and Shane McMahon. I'm not necessarily a massive fan of them being uh, a tag team, especially because I want to revive the tag team championships, which we didn't see at all on SmackDown, by the way, which worried me. But I don't think they're the team to get the belts. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out, right? Let's go to the Wrestle Kingdom 13 card quickly. Uh, just a minute. Actually, no, I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till we segue into questions before explaining everything. Obviously, I mentioned the the pre-show gauntlet match. I think it's on the pre-show. It may not be. I'm 99% sure it is. It's the most violent players. Um, versus Yuji Nagata, Jeff Cobb, and David Finlay, going against Chaos, going against Suzuki gun I'm not going to get into the individuals, going against the Elite, uh, again, the winner's become the never-open-weight six-man tag team championship number one contenders, it's ridiculous, I can't remember who I said in my video now, oh yes I can, I said Chaos, because I want to see how the relationship between Goto, Beretta, and Chucky e. T develops, because that is the equivalent of eating pizza, and ice cream, and I don't know, what would you put on top of it? A chocolate, like it's just three completely random elements, and I think it would be, I think it would be quite funny. Kodo Bushi versus Will Osprey for the NEVER Openweight Championship. I mean, I'd like to see Abushi win just because I think you can get more than just one one-on-one match between these two, and you could do it either way. Obviously, Will Osprey wins his belt. Cause is going to go Abushi, uh, sorry, is going to want to get it back. But I genuinely can't wait to see what they do with this. Uh, I think it's one of those matches that if you never watched a New Japan thing, try and go out of your way to see it, And if it's just clips or highlights on YouTube or social media. I just think it's going to be brilliant. I mean, obviously, most people do, and that could mean that it's not, because when you do have high expectations for something, it doesn't always live out. You never want to say that's a show-stealer, because you're setting yourself up for a fall, but I am excited about it. Uh, Suzuki Gun versus Rapongi 3K versus, I can never say it, Loss Los in Grand Banal, I can't say it with them. I'm going for Rapongi 3K, just because Suzuki Gun has held the boat for ages, and I like showing you... Uh, the the, the resting observer made a great point. Imagine having to follow Ibushi versus Osprey. I think it's really ballsy for them to have that open the show. Like, I really, really do. Like, <laughs> to have two of the best wrestlers in the world start your show, you're going to raise the bar here, and everybody's got to try and live up to it. I think this show could be pretty good. Uh, Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr for the British Heavyweight Championship you know Zack Sabre Jr was pushed like crazy in 2018 it would seem silly not to do that now and obviously they want to expand he can be your European representative so I'd have Zack Sabre win uh, Gorillas of Destiny my man Tamatonga check out social media I don't know what I'm talking about uh, versus Sonata and Evil versus the Young Bucks I mean the Young Bucks are not going to win now unless there's some kind of big ruse where AEW and New Japan are in cahoots and they could be we don't know what the relationship may be there's every chance they, they, it's all going to be fine, and it's all going to tie into one big circle. And said everyone's come together to try and take down WWE. It sounds conspiracy theorist, but we don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. Um, but I, I can't see them winning. I, I, it's for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. I'm always going to back the grid of destiny, because uh, Tamatonga is my boy these days. Love Tamatonga. Uh, again, just go on to social media if you want to see what I'm talking about. Cody versus Juice Robinson for the US Championship just ties into all the AEW stuff too. If Cody Rhodes has signed a deal, plus he's going to be the executive producer, I think that's the layout. We should have talked about that earlier. Apparently, Cody Rhodes will be the executive producer. The Young Bucks will be the bookers. Basically, all operating in executive producer roles. I don't see why he wins the US belt, especially, or retains it. Especially because Juice Robinson had an incredible 2018. And I think you want to push him even further in 2019. So if Cody is on his way out, don't know, but we assume so. And... You want to put juice over big? That's what you do. That's what you do. You allow him to win on the biggest stage. Cody will do it in the right way. He's a smart guy, inspirational. Cody Rhodes. I said that on my Twitter earlier, and I won't go into anymore. But he is a Kashida, who is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion against Ishimori. The only factor I see here is the whole Bullet Club stuff. Like that's cemented now. You know, Bullet Club OG is, is 100% the thing. So maybe you do want to change it here. Maybe there is some Bullet Club interference or something like that to justify, not justify, but to cement that group's dominance. Um, but I still think Kushida will win. Although there are also rumors that Kushida's going to WWE. I still go with Kushida, but that could go either way. Akada uh, versus jay white i think is going mean, to be what everything else on here apart from maybe the main event it's just drowning in story and drowning in narrative you know, obviously you've got gado jado everything that jay white did with the bullet club and turning on um, turning on chaos and Akada being broken Akada. It, again it's a really hard thing to predict because Akada needs his big win after a, you know a purposefully bad latter six months of, of 2018 but jay white is your new hot things you don't really want to beat him it's got to be brilliant. card is always amazing on Wrestle Kingdom. Jericho versus Naito for the IC Championship. Again, all, does, all of wrestling has its fingerprints all over this. I don't necessarily think Jericho would have hung around in New Japan for much longer anyway because I feel like he's done everything that he needs to have done at this point. So, I mean, put the belt on Naito anyway because he needs a bit of a boost. His 2018 wasn't as good as I think some people were predicting. But either way, it's, it's crazy that Chris Jericho could go to AEW. He could do. Again, Dave Meltzer subbed this up brilliantly. Jericho either put that picture up to get the attention of All Eat Wrestling because something's happening, or he put it up to get the attention of New Japan and WWE to say, look, unless you give me what I want, I'm going to go help an upstart promotion. And look, Chris Jericho is a star. Whether you like him or you don't like him, he is a bona fide wrestling legend. If he is affiliated with your promotion, it's going to get more eyes on it. I think he's proved that in New Japan, especially last year when he fought Kenny Omega. Talking Omega, defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Tanahashi... I mean, it's old school versus new school. You can make an argument both ways. I mean, again, it just—it all depends on what Kenny Omega's plans are. If he's staying with a company, I keep it on him. And obviously, if he's not, you take it off him. And Tanahashi will make that belt work. Because two years ago, it was kind of signaled that he was on his way down and would never make it back to this point. Here we are in 2019, and he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. At 45, I think he is. At oh, 42. In his 40s. I'll go Kenny Omega. But I think on paper... And that's why I think it's a really good show to watch if you've never watched it or uh, New Japan before. Because I think you're going to come away knowing who, you've, who your favorites are and also appreciating the difference in styles. And I like both. I love WWE and I love New Japan. But I just think there's going to be so much talent and so much quality on this show that, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll walk away going, I like that. It was really good. And then maybe you get into it a bit more. doesn't matter if you don't. doesn't matter if, even if you're annoyed now going, why is Simon talking about New Japan? I only care about WWE. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. I don't think that's a problem at all. I'm just going to get the questions up on the Facebook group, which is Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. You search that on Facebook, look out for my thread, and I will answer as many questions as I can every single week. Obviously on Instagram and Twitter, can see up there, somewhere on the screen, at Simon316. Come and say hello. Uh, And also, as you can see in the bottom... Right or left? I don't know. It's all mirror image and I'm not looking at it right now. All of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There are some Patreon tiers where you can actually come on the podcast. So please head over there and even if you can only give a dollar, uh, it really does help me. do all. It does. It helps me. I wouldn't be able to do my stuff without all of that. So please, there's a link in the description below if you're on YouTube. Uh, please, uh, please go and do that. And if you've never listened to the podcast before, we like to do half an hour of chat or more. There's no rules or regulations, but I always find half an hour of chat and half an hour of questions works out quite well. We get to an hour, we give each other a hug, we give each other a kiss. And we all go on, uh, we all go on our, our, our merry way. So my man Tristan Dan Whitcomb says, Happy New Year to you. And Happy New Year to everybody watching or listening right now as well. What do you see happening in the landscape of WWE in 2019? And what would you like to happen? I personally just want to see more good storylines. I think that's quite a good um, way to look at it, really. Because... We can sit here all day long and say, I want this and I want that. But you don't necessarily always know. As long as, excuse me, when you tune into pro wrestling, it's fun and you like it, then, you know, sweet, you've done it. (laughs) You've absolutely smashed it. So yeah, That's all I want. I mean, I would like more individual storylines in the women's division, which I am getting now. Again, it doesn't mean I have to like them, but I still appreciate them. For example, on SmackDown Ups and Downs Today, I'm not a big fan of the whole Naomi, Mandy Rose versus Jimmy Uso thing. I just, I don't know, it just makes me... I don't know. I just don't. You know, everyone's different. But I do like the fact it's not just a big schmoz. There's a storyline there. It's not just women being thrown together, which we did do for a long while. I would like the tag team divisions to get a big push. I think I've said that quite a lot because, you know, outside of the WWE, New Japan, as we just mentioned, you see good tag team wrestling all the time. But just, you know, through whatever means, we there are great teams in WWE, but the belts are never pushed. Like, I would like us to go so far into it that they could headline a pay-per-view and no one minds. I think that would make things interesting. It keeps things special. And it means we're not seeing the same thing each and every week. Um, so that's what I would like to see. I think tag teams are really high on my agenda. Either unify or really cement the US Championships and IC titles as something serious. I'll wait and see. If, if Rusev versus Nakamura is on the pre-show I'm going to at the Rumble, I'm going to assume we're not doing that. And if it's not, Maybe something has changed. I don't know how I feel about the whole Apollo's Crew stuff on on Raw, but I need to see how it's going to play out. I mean, the only thing I didn't get was he got this huge push in the Rumble, uh, or the Battle Royal, I should say. And then, you know, an hour later, he's losing to Dean Ambrose, which is great. Dean Ambrose is the champion. He's defending his belt. (coughs) Excuse me, but... We need to see. We need to see. But, yeah, they're my big things. Uh, James Iverson, Happy New Year, Simon. I hope you had a good one. All the best for 2019. Same to you, my friend. i got something in my throat if my face looks weird. Uh, is it time for a complete overhaul of the WWE creative team? <coughs> there it is. Excuse me. They just seem incapable of coming up with good stories and managing to anything decent like Rollins versus Ambrose. Some say the only thing they've got right is Becky, but that has worked in spite of creative, not because of them. Anyways, thanks as always, buddy. Um, I don't know. It depends on what the format has been behind the scenes and if that format is going to change. I don't think WWE is going to be hiring bad people. I'm sure a lot of stories that would never see the light of day we would actually quite like to see, but it hasn't fit the WWE mold. So, um, you know, yeah, that, that I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is what actually gets to TV as opposed to what's happening behind the scenes. So I don't think we necessarily need to change the creative process because you know, that creative team has been in place for, what, 15 years? Uh, maybe a little longer, a little shorter. But we have seen good storylines come out of that. But it's always been powers outside of it that's, that's brought it down. So let's see if this shift actually opens some more doors, opens some windows that people can actually shine a bit more. And then we can make a decision. But, again, I don't think people – much like I don't think Vincent Mann is deliberately writing bad shows – which people used to say all the time and I found crazy. I don't think WWE's hiring bad writers. They may not be hiring people that know much about wrestling, and that's a whole different conversation. But I think they're able to you know, extrapolate a story that we could enjoy. I put a lot of my faith in 2019 in WWE, because I want to, because I like to be positive about this stuff. Um, but we will We will see. And it's fun. It's made me much more excited about WWE than I would have been otherwise. Because it does feel like we're on the we're on the cusp of some change. Thomas Speller. One dream match you want to see in WWE in 2019. Mine would be AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. Good shout. You may actually be getting it, given that they seem to be having the exact same story now. On Raw, we're being told that Seth Rollins is going to go the old Seth Rollins. And over on SmackDown, we're getting told that AJ Styles is going to become the real AJ Styles. If that doesn't cross over at some point, something has gone very wrong. Uh, matches I would like to see in WWE that's actually possible. I mean, I want to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, which I probably say now people will roll their eyes out. So they'll be like, well, that doesn't sound good at all. But I think it could be if, if, if built correctly. Like, if you remember Bobby Lashley from TNA, I don't necessarily think he's being used in the best way. I mean, Lars Sullivan versus Brock Lesnar I think would be good. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins for a championship I'd be up for. Uh, AJ Styles versus... Who is on Raw that I've never seen AJ Styles against? I can't even think now. I mean, there are plenty of good ones, yeah. I mean... I'm trying to think. Mustafa Ali against someone like Seth Rons I'd like as well. It's a shame that Seth Rons doesn't have a championship because I think that'd be really good. I mean, they're the ones that come off the top of my head. And, you know, I would like to see Ronda Rousey versus Becky. I think that match now feels bigger than the sum of its parts, given everything, you know, the narrative and the history that we have. And I hope we do get to WrestleMania. But I don't know. I really, I really don't know. Anything can change. Adam Mason, hope you had a good Xmas, Simon. Happy New Year to you and to my friend Adam. Who would be the one superstar you want to wrestle? Uh, if it's in the past uh, or anybody ever, it'd be Brett Hitman Hart. If it's somebody on technically on the roster today, it'd be Triple H. Um, and, I'm talking about WWE here, obviously. And if it's somebody more current, I think today I would like to wrestle Kevin Owens. I think he would make it really fun and I would smile for a long time. Or Daniel Bryan. Who do you feel will have a big year in the WWE? I think Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins are my two big shout-outs for that. I think Drew McIntyre is going to get a massive push. And I think um, that Seth Rollins may actually be in line to be the guy to take the belt off Brock Lesnar. I do think that's a big deal. I know it's not a big deal as it used to be. Um, because obviously the whole stuff with Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar coming and going. But I still think it is. It's, it's, you know, it cements how WWE sees Seth Rollins. So yeah, they would be my two. And I hope Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come back to big pushes too, but but who knows. Uh, and thank you for all your positivity. No, wonder, no, worry. Ugh, no worries, Adam. Thank you uh, to you too. Uh, Thomas is back in there as well. Hi, Simon. I just want to thank you for inspiring me to try and work in YouTube. You're very welcome, man. Good luck to you. Let me know how you get on. With that being said, do you think it's advisable to set a patron straight away, or should I wait to have a big audience like yourself? Much love and happy new year. Well, dude, man, uh, I think you've got to go with what feels right as a quick tangent. You know, there is no right or wrong. Um, I think with with all these things never expect it to come overnight like you know I'm not saying that <clears throat> I'm better or worse than anybody else but I always worked really really hard and I will continue to work really really hard Um, and I think there's something to that I don't want to sound like the rock too much I sound like the rock says it all the time but it is true I think if you want something you have to be prepared to put the work in I always am. In fact, I feel like it's almost an obligation to do so, especially uh, right here now. We've got loads of people watching, loads of people chiming in, in the comments. I do have a Patreon, which I'm very appreciative of. Every now and then people drop money in the Super Chat on YouTube as well. And I think you've got to give something back into me as so i work as hard as I possibly can and hopefully provide uh, good entertainment. So there's, uh, there's just some information on that. Alex White, hey Simon, hope you have a great 2019. My question is, what are your wrestling and YouTube goals for the year? Well, my my wrestling goal is just to get back involved in wrestling in some fashion. What that will be, I don't know. I say with a little wry smile on my face, and you can you can take the meaning of my wry smile to be whatever you want. All I will say is keep your eye on things that you think you may want to keep an eye on. My shoulder isn't hundred percent, but it's still a mystery, to be honest. But I, I, you know, I do have a hospital appointment on Friday. I will be back involved in wrestling as soon as I can. Simple as that. It's not done. Uh, I'm not getting any younger as they say and I miss it dreadfully. So yes, that will happen. Uh, in terms of YouTube, I just want to keep growing. I just want to keep this stuff bigger. I just I hope the you know podcast want this podcast to you know continue to to expand and increase as it has been doing um and that's it really you know just keep doing stuff make sure i got my schedule down do more live streaming such as we're doing now i want to play more games and sort of do stuff more stuff like q a's and more interactivity with you guys because i just think that stuff is always good and yeah just hopefully continuing to grow grow the patreon and you know get to a point where i can do less elsewhere so i can do more of my own personal projects because you know who, who wouldn't want to do that it would be it would be pretty good uh, Billy Radbourne any tips for starting a wrestling podcast also if I did happen to start one would you be a guest on it? yeah I would Billy drop me a line we can talk something out I think it's, just, it's difficult there's two ways two reasons to start a wrestling podcast one because you have a really good idea because let's face it they are oversaturated at the moment mine included but also you should start one if you really like talking about wrestling that's why I started mine I knew there was loads of wrestling podcasts but look I want to talk about it so I'm just going to do it for me and I think that's kind of an overlooked thing in 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 the modern day culture. Like success and achievement, I said it was to repeat what I said earlier. but was true. Is obviously it's important, and you need it to fuel your inspirations and your creativity and your passions. But the main thing is you want to do it. Like the other day, there was a big people around going crazy on social media, saying about YouTube numbers and stuff like this. And I didn't agree with it. But what seemed to be lost is what about the individuals that are actually doing it? Maybe they're really enjoying themselves. Maybe they're. Maybe they're happy. Maybe they're happy doing it. If you're going to start a wrestling podcast and it's going to add to your life, then do it. Maybe it blows up. Maybe it doesn't. But you'll be enjoying it. So uh, you know, you still you still win. And you know, that's uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, Tom A W Llewellyn. It's a great name. Happy New Year from Sao Paulo, dude. Always blows my mind. Who do you think is going to be the breakout talent in WWE for 2019? Uh, I said Drew McIntyre. I said Seth Rollins. Just as the question came up twice, I will also put my weight behind. I think EC3 is going to have a good year. I think EC3 never tore it up in NXT. But that's again, maybe he's more of a main roster guy. So I'm going EC3. I'm, I'm saying it now. I'm on record. I hate his little vignette when he smiles right at the camera in his white shirt. And why did he take his shirt off? Never explained. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can put my weight behind there. Kevin Shirley. Are there any infamously bad storylines from the last year in WWE that you thought could have been great with a bit of tweaking? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Kev. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should have... Taken Sasha Bunks and Bayley. They could have got back together by now. That could have been a whole story arc. They could have fallen out, had a loads of amazing matches through SummerSlam or Survivor Series. And now with the announcement of the tag team titles, we could have come with something else. This season come back together as a team. I would have loved that we didn't do it. I don't know why, and also we had to suffer through nonsense, like them having big rows and throwing each other into lockers, then going to counselling for some reason, but it never went anywhere, such a waste, I mean it's not their fault, I'm sure they didn't want to do it, and I do like them as a team now, I think they should be the first tag team champions, but we could have got to this point anyway, and they could have lit up Dodo in 2018 and probably stole the show on, on some cards, so yeah, that would be my main one, uh, Bobby Lashley and Leah Rush I think are a great pairing, but I don't know who came up the idea with Lashley to point to his ass, <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um but we we'll, look that's in the past. We'll leave it there. Hopefully, Bobby. I thought Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush were really good on Raw. I know they lost to Seth Rollins, or well, not lost, we got DQ'd, but it didn't really have a good show. But I like that pairing. There's something there, and when there's something there, you can always salvage it. And obviously Bobby Lashley looked like he'd kill you, so that works. Um my man, Michael McLean, in the super chat, always supports the podcast, so a huge shout out to him earlier in 2019, he's, he's a good guy, just says, hey, Simon, just checking in while I'm making my wife some breakfast, hoping for great things in 2019 for you, so Ernie is a nice dude, not only to support me, but he's currently making his wife breakfast, so Michael, you are, you are a very nice man, thank you very much, that's very kind of you to say as well, right back at you, I hope you have an awesome 2019, and again, thank you for Thank you uh, thank you for the support. It really does mean a lot. Nick Palmer, Happy New Year, Simon. I hope 2019 is a fresh start for an amazing wrestling journey for you. No question, just love and respect for all you do for your fans. That is just a nice message. Thank you, Nick. That is, that is really cool of you. There will be a fresh new start for my wrestling journey in 2019. Again, watch outlets that you think you may see me on. That's all I'm going to say. I shouldn't even be saying that much. It's too much. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, Stephen Bayliss, happy new year. Thank you for all the great content this year. Thank you for being a fan, Stephen. I appreciate it. If you could pick one wrestler to be signed to a two-year deal with Defiant, assuming whoever you pick signs and you have a long-term deal with them, who would you choose? Well, I mean, the stupid answer is John... (coughs) Excuse me. There was something in my throat. The stupid answer is John Cena. Because if you sign John Cena to Defiant, he's going to bring so many eyes to that product, which is a damn good product, by the way. You will, it's just going to grow, but maybe that one's a little bit too silly. So, somebody that's probably, I think, Daniel Bryan or a Seth Rollins or an AJ Styles, I think one of those kind of three, because again, they bring all the presence they've had over the wrestling indie scene for so many years, and now they're stardom from WWE. And there'd be such intrigue to see what they were going to do on a show like Defiant, which is obviously a small fry compared to you know Vince McMahon's operation. I just think it would be amazing. There'd be a buzz about them. You know, Their run could last easily two years without running dry because I don't think that nostalgia, oh, the, the, the novelty, I should say, um, would wear off for, for a while. So I think someone like that, because you want a guy that can work as well. Like, the best thing about indie shows is everyone's a great wrestler these days. It's, 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 it's as brilliant as it is intimidating, but you need someone that can, that can fit into that mold, and those guys could. And they get character work and they get promos, and I think they'd lift everyone on the roster up and they'd, be, they'd teach them things. It would just be good all around. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be be, uh, my choice. Uh, Lindsay Clark, happy New Year, Simon. What happened there? With the New Year always filling up in the gyms, which wrestler would you love to bump into your gym and work out with? Well, again, Triple H. Although that would maybe be too intimidating because maybe, you know, your fandom would take over. I can't train with Triple H. Someone like Seamus would be good because I watch his um, Celtic Warrior workouts. That's always fun. I think in terms of... I wouldn't want to work out with Bobby Lashley because he must... Of course he does. He lifts more than me. So I'd be like, man, that sucks. But if you did it with someone like oh, who I'm trying to think, who would be a good person to 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 lift weights with? I mean Triple H would be the dream just because it'd be hilarious. I'm just trying to think who I mean Drew McIntyre would be a good one. Although I've because I, I know I don't know Drew, but I met Drew in um uh in Defiant when he when he worked there, so it's like I'd rather someone that was just out, out of left field entirely. Maybe Cesaro would be good for. Because Cesaro's got really interesting workout techniques and obviously knows what he's doing. And he's a smart dude, so he could pick his brain. I'm going to say, Cesaro. And maybe, maybe I may see him. I haven't been to the gym uh, since, obviously, the new year started. But we'll, from today onwards, it gets crazy. So we, we, we will see what happens. Uh, Colin Wright, Simon, you're the man. Never doubt the impact of what you do. Isn't that nice? Aren't people nice? Question for you. If NXT UK succeeds to live let's start again. If the if NXT UK succeeds to the level of NXT proper, would you like to see a takeover bragging rights special? What would we get UK versus US? Absolutely. Absolutely, I'd love to see that. Like, I know that uh, Pete Dunne tweeted out recently that it certainly sounded like his times on the Indies were done and he's either signing or he signed but he's either going to NXT proper proper or maybe even Raw Smackdown, which would be awesome. Um So, you know, all that kind of talent they have, if they could do some kind of crossover event, I think it'd be great. In fact, I'd actually like to see them do it, even if NXT UK doesn't get to that level, because I think the rub would help NXT UK. I actually managed to catch up with NXT UK during the the break, which was nice. It's a great show, you know, like, if you do watch a lot of British wrestling, you're not going to be too surprised, because you're going to recognise a lot of the faces. But I do think it's a good showcase for maybe the US fans that haven't been, you know, uh, shown these kind of of guys. So, yeah, like, I would love to see that. I think it would help all round. Um, what happens with NXT UK this year I don't know there's obviously still a lot of intriguing elements when it comes to new companies I mean it doesn't look like World of Sport is coming back uh, I think Red Pro's TV deal is was a one and done thing so there's nothing there obviously we got everything with the WWE NXT UK contracts so it's going to be interesting 2019 is interesting all around from, from the US right here t- to the UK but I, I look forward to it uh, my man Shugo happy new everyone I hope you had a great time with the holidays be sure to have a good time tonight absolutely I posted that on New Year's Eve uh, remember to be safe and do not do you, oh, it's just, just a nice post from my man just a nice post Colin Wright another question don't worry about it Colin and this is not to offend anyone now I'm worried but with shows like All In and Evolution are folks confusing a historic show with a great show that's interesting so you're saying because they come with a certain historical moment or something different it doesn't necessarily mean the historical overall. Mm, no, I No, I would say no, simply because All In is a historic show, because not only did it prove that the indie scene is capable of putting on these huge events that no one thought was possible, it has now also spurned AEW, which would not have happened without All In. So it is historic, and since you can look back to it, it's a huge catalyst. And Evolution has to be a historic show too, because it's the first ever all-women's pay-per-view in WWE history. It just so happens that they were both great shows. So I'd actually think you could argue it the way around. You could say you could watch Evolution, so I didn't like it, but it's still a historic show. I happen to think it was one of the best shows of the all year for WWE, which is crazy, right? Which is crazy. I did say I was going to do some kind of awards on, on this episode, given it was the first one of the year, but I didn't really I didn't really think about it, to be honest. I mean, my wrestler of the year would be Becky Lynch. I know a lot of people said it should be Seth Rollins because he was more consistent, but for me, it's about the impact you make where you are on top. And Seth Rollins was great, but he wasn't never given the materials to do something that smashed. And when Becky Lynch was doing all that stuff on Raw and beating up Ronda Rousey, I just thought it was awesome. Um, I think my uh, WWE Paper of the Year is probably Survivor Series. I'd have to sit down and go on it. But I mean Survivor Series, I just love those last two matches. I love Ronda versus Charlotte and, and Brock Lesnar versus uh, Daniel Bryan. I mean, those two matches alone probably probably made it mine. I mean, the, the, hilariously, no, in number two would probably, not for the controversy around it, but it would be for Crown Jewel. Again, I say this all the time, I've never laughed so much in my entire life. It was just insane. It was just crazy. What a crazy show. I mean, not for the right reasons, for all the wrong reasons. Again, all the politics and it should not It should never have been a show anyway. But I was thinking this the other day, when I was thinking about what are my best papers the year. I laughed at that more than anything. But again, for the wrong reasons. So, you know, you, you can take that. You can take that for what you want, but yeah, my rest of the year would be Becky Lynch. I think that's fair. And every everything from SummerSlam onwards, it's not necessarily the fact she didn't have a a good first six months; she just didn't do anything. But she transformed so much within that second half of the year. I think you have to give it to her, in my opinion. I mean, you don't. You can give it. You can give it to AJ Styles if you wanted. If it turns consistency, but I just think now everyone sees Becky Lynch utterly differently to where we did a year ago. No one would have expected this, and that to me is a damn good year in pro wrestling. Uh, Dan Richards, given the booking is well done leading to a blow off match, what is your favourite stipulation match? Hell in a Cell. I mean, it's overdone now, but I remember, you know, Bad Blood or Undertaker versus Brock, which was just absolutely brutal. Uh, and Triple H versus Undertaker as well at WrestleMania. Like, I think all of those worked for the Cell. The problem is we have a you know a, a pay-per-view called Helen in cell and there's only so much you can do with that when you know it's going to happen but i do like those matches and i feel like they're good spectacle matches if you're watching it with someone that's never seen it before they'll they'll get into it i like a ladder match as well although ladder matches scare me more because i always worry someone's gonna die <laughs> chani childers happy new year from tennessee love it by the way you do get my name right so hence the golden stars i probably got it wrong then as well it's Cheney, isn't it? Of course it is. Since we all know Cena will be in the Royal Rumble, I don't know if he is Cheney. I think he may be going away again. Um, who in NXT would you like to see? I wish they would call up Gargano or Cole. I think Jer- I think since Jericho will be a freight agent, he could be a possible surprise or Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. I've also been wondering about Jason Jordan. Women's, hopefully there are more NXT girls to cover it like last year. Also, do you think there'll be more call-ups after Mania? Hope your holidays are great. And to you. Um, that is a good point. Surpri- I don't think John Cena's going to in the Rumble. I think he's going to be on Raw, and I think he's going to go away again because he's got a movie to shoot, and they're just not going to be able to write him into stories. I don't think we'll get any male NXT call-ups because that will just undermine the five or the six, whatever it is, we've got coming up. I think you can do it for the Women's Raw Rumble, yeah, because if you need bodies, that's all right. But as long as it's not people that are coming up just to be jobbed out, that's what I don't want to see. Uh, I don't know if there's that many people that could be surprises. Like you, can, you can pick out names like Goldberg, but you shouldn't do anything with him unless it's something major, and I don't think that's going to happen. And then who else is there, maybe, if they sign someone like Kenny Omega? Sure, but again, doubtful. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you got guys like Punishment Martinez down at NXT that could easily debut on the main roster, but I don't think they carry sort of super huge weight. I don't know. I don't know who the surprises are going to be. Let me know in the comments. Before we round this up, which we're going to do in the next few minutes, let me know in the comments who legit surprises. So not Adam Cole, not Johnny Gargano, because I don't... I mean, they could be there for one and done. So yeah, you could say it, but... And Adam Cole did it last year, and again, I think you've got five NXT call ups coming. So, I'm not necessarily sure it will be an in from NXT, but in the comments, surprise for the rumble. That's how we'll we'll uh, we'll end things up. And Thomas Sun, is 2019 gonna be the most important year or one of the most important years in recent memory for wrestling, with all that is going on? uh yeah i think it will be like i said i think we could get into another wrestling war which would change everything i think aew could go on to be a proper competitor for wwe maybe in a different way than it uh, than it has been before uh i think new japan's going to continue to expand the fact that ring of honor can run madison square garden is huge no one has ever done that other than wwe in the wrestling world uh, at least in in recent times and you've just got you know people are now vying for talent again you're not going to get any low ball offers for people like Marty Scurll or Will Ospreay because they're too important. They're too important in WWE and they're too important outside of WWE. And when that starts happening, it completely changes how you have to approach things. That includes WWE. And given that WWE has promised this new stuff as well, I think this could be the best year we've had in some time. It's not all going to be great. There will be ups and downs. (laughs) But yes, I am excited. If we get to this point next year, we'll still be doing the podcast because I love it. If we get to 2020, and we're still saying the same stuff, then yeah, maybe we need to take a look and, and try and figure out what's happened in the world of pro wrestling because this really should be the start of a new boom. Or at least that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for. Uh, shout out to my man Michael McLean again, who always supports me in the Super Chat. Uh, heading out, Simon. As always, I'll catch the rest later. If you like Becky Lynch, her Celtic Warrior workout with Seamus is great video. If you haven't seen it, I haven't, but I will. Much low from Buffalo. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Michael, and Happy New Year to everybody else uh in the uh in the comments as well a couple of people said the velveteen dream and ricochet especially if they do some kind of ricochet versus mysterio teaser during the rumble now that would be awesome but unless ricochet is going to win it which he's not i just don't want it i want ricochet to come up and i want ricochet to be treated like a big deal i want him to win a big match maybe he does surprise ray mysterio and gets a winner of him the best one i can remember and we haven't seen this for a while is the way kevin owens came in and he beat john cena and while he's been booked to oblivion, you know, not ever since then, but you know, in a large part of his Raw or SmackDown tenure, it allowed him to always say that, and it always gave him weight. And I think that's what we should do with everyone. If it means just one call up a year, that's better than doing loads and seeing people like Sant. Santy weren't on SmackDown again. Then again, no one of on the tag teams were, so that was nuts. I want. I don't want people to disappear. I don't think it helps. I think it kind of undermines everything that we do in NXT. and almost makes NXT ridiculous anyway. So, yeah, I I don't want to see that. And, uh, you know, look at Shinsuke Nakamura. Winning the Royal Rumble doesn't necessarily guarantee you anything throughout the rest of the year. So that's going to be even less so if you're making your debut or at least making your first appearance on the roster and then vanishing. But we will see. We will see. Like I said, I think it's going to be an exciting year. I'm happy I've got a podcast. I've got a feeling there's going to be some good titles I can throw in there. So I look forward to it. Uh, the Hurricane is a good one. That's in the comments. The Hurricane. Great shout. Someone said Brian Cage as well. Don't know what his contract policy is. But again, I don't think he'd be in the rumble. Hurricane Helm is a great... So I know we did it last year. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are great shout as well. That's a great way for them to to get back in. Because they've got... Even if they do get thrown out, they've got enough um, you know experience to to get away with it. And yes, someone also mentioned that Ricochet will be another Andrade Cien Almas, so well, that's the worry. We don't need that. Andrade Cien Almas is great. And I did enjoy his mixed tag team match on Smackdown, you know, him and Zelina Vega versus John Cena and Becky Lynch, but we where does he go from now? You know, Andrade is just kind of floating around at the moment. He's not in a feud. He never really has had a feud since he debuted on Smackdown, even though he's really really good. Uh David Ayres says Devon Dudley, these are these are realistic ones. DDP's a good shout. Jake this Saint Roberts most probably Um, maybe Kevin Nash people like that yeah you're fair I mean but the thing is as as fun as they would be we've seen them before I would like there to be some name out there like Repo Man oh my gosh one day one day you can imagine given how weird WWE is Repo Man is going to come back and I'm going to have some kind of brain aneurysm I've been pushing that joke now for like two years because I love Repo Man one day I'm going to get Repo Man advert advert? Uh, attire like costume and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress up as him for a video. And it's going to be the best day ever. <laughs> the artist says The Rock could come back and win the Rumble. That was a rumor for a while. I never believed it. I thought it was just someone making it up for headlines. Uh, I don't think we'll see The Rock. The Rock may make a brief appearance at WrestleMania. But he's a glorified he's a glorified movie star now. WWE needs him more than he needs WWE. So Booker T is a good shout. Um, and Tommy Dreamer has come up as well. Did we mention Tommy Dreamer? I think we did. Those kind of people I think are realistic. I just hope... I hope there's somebody else. Somebody else secretly stashed away that we don't know about yet. We will see. We will figure it out. Right. that is, We'll draw it to a close there. That is the end of the first the first ever wrestling podcast here in 2019. Thank you very much for joining me. Again, there's loads of options in case you want to know what to do in the future. We will have another episode on Friday when I get a Patreon member on just to chat about the world of wrestling. You can sign up for that at patreon.com forward slash miller 316 There's a link in the description if you are on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Simon316, and at Simon316 on Instagram. D- depending if you're not on YouTube, or anything, if you are right now, hit the subscribe button, like, share, you know, all that nonsense. Make sure you get along for the journey. If you want to listen to this on audio, just go to iTunes, go to whatever Google's podcast is, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever it is. Just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. You'll find that, I think this is episode 100 and. 28 or something like that so you've got 127 or something like that other episodes to go through I mean that's obviously some are more timely than others but you can just see how it evolves and how I change uh, throughout the years as well Ken Shamrock and Boy, Ken Shamrock Ken Shamrock is fighting dirty Tom Lawler filthy to- dirty Tom Lawler filthy Tom Lawler on an independent show and wrestling soon I don't think they get on well, WWE and Ken Shamrock, so I can't see it. But that's the kind of people I'm talking about. Dan Severin, too. Everyone go listen to Dan Severn's theme music. Much better than I remember. Anyway, nothing about that. I think I've done enough plugging. Make sure you do uh, tune it. Again, I should say this, actually. If you are going to get the podcast on my tunes, please do subscribe on there. Leave us five tunes. All of that nonsense. It pushes up the rankings. It would be great. Someone mentioned about my aspirations this year. It would be great. If we could break back into that sports chart on iTunes and get more people even listening to this than they have before. So please go and do that. Otherwise, look, just thank you so much. I always really appreciate it. Again, another episode on a Friday. We'll be back next Wednesday at around about two o'clock to do this again. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Go smash out What Culture Wrestling. Go watch some Rock Reacts. Uh, whatever I do, find my face. Enjoy it. I will get this mouse and slowly click over here, and I will see you again soon. One day I'll get an end slate as well. I meant to set up an end slate before this, and then there was YouTube problems. It would say thanks for watching everything. Instead, it's going to be say it's going to say starting soon. That sucks, but it doesn't matter.